Hi, this is Poster Girl. Welcome to Beyond Fandwives. These episodes are about independent, trailblazing women who are creative, self-assured, and community-minded. Ladies that are inspiring, intelligent, and have learned to take control of their own destiny. They are beautiful and bold, both inside and out, and are the very women I hope to emulate. Um, so today we're doing our Band Wives and Beyond uh, podcast, and I have got the privilege of talking today, and you have the privilege of hearing from Miss Amy Coulter. She's married to Jamie uh, of Dragonfly fame um, here in Shelby. Jamie is, even though I don't know that he plays any musical instruments, but he certainly has a big influence on the local music here in in Shelby in Cleveland County. So how are you, Amy? I'm good, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it being on here. I've been wanting to talk to you and do this with you for a little while, and schedules are crazy for everybody sometimes. Yes, so um, so why don't you just kind of start off, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are. Have you always lived in Shelby? Um, how did you get to this point in your life in so, 90 words or less? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I moved to Shelby in 2004 from Asheville and um, to my husband at the time, Sarah's father. Uh-huh. And I cried a lot because uh-huh. I was I worked in downtown Asheville and I lived kind of out in the country and I'd always lived there. I was born there. Mm-hmm. So it was a big, bit of a culture shock for me oh, yeah. uh, when I first moved here. And there was nothing really uptown at that time. So. It, yeah. Would you say 2004? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the buildings were boarded up. You know, Joe's was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shelby Cafe. Was, <laughs> Shelby, well, of course, yeah, Shelby Cafe. I don't know if it was Ichabod's or PC at that time. So it was it was a big change. How old was Sarah? She was little. She was four. Yeah. yeah, she was four. When y'all moved. So mm-hmm. did she have this big culture shock coming? To- no, no. <laughs> no, she didn't. She morphed right to it. And, I mean, I love it now, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's grown so much, and... I so made wonderful friends. How did you, what brought you to Shelby? Was it, uh, did you guys Sarah's dad, he okay. transferred. Okay. He worked it was for a job Coke. situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We didn't want to live in Charlotte. Yeah. And, um, and we just kind of settled on Shelby. Okay. Well, we're glad you came. How Thank lucky you. for us <laughs> that you um, embraced the change. <laughs> I did embrace the change. After a few months, I, I did embrace the change. <laughs> yes. So how, when did you and Jamie meet? We met in 2014. I mm-hmm. met him once, I think, at the farmer's market when he was selling his tomatoes. Yes. A couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to know each other in 2014. Okay. And then got married from there. 2018, so. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> Still together. Yes. You Plug are. Along. <laughs> yeah. And he is Mr. Dragonfly. He is. Mm-hmm. He uh, really supports local music, and he's he's just a music freak. Mm-hmm. He loves it. even if when we go out of town, we always find live music on somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, since we we're talking about Dragonfly for a second, why don't we do why don't we do a little plug of what's coming up, and not not just actually what you guys are doing and what Jamie's doing there at Dragonfly is the Cleveland County Music Hall of Fame, 
Yes, that is Dragonstock, which is yes. scheduled for September 23rd. Mm -hmm. There will be 10 bands. There will be music inside Dragonfly and in the alleyway. So the electric guitar yeah, music, the, louder you know, the loud music, will be in the alleyway. And when that band shuts down, there will be acoustic playing inside. So that will yes. go back and forth uh, all day. It starts at noon and I think goes to 10. Yeah. And your husband, yes. Chris Free, Medicine Crow, will yeah. be playing. Medicine Crow will be playing, yes. so they're looking forward, forward to forward. it. Uh, they, we, we always have a great time at, at Dragonfly. It's it's a very um, welcoming place. And, it's cheers. Um, it is, it is isn't it? Yeah, it that's is. the goal. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before you met Jamie, were you because I know you really like wine. You have your um, you have your favorite. What's your favorite wine? Well, it depends on the time of year. In okay. the, in warm weather, I like a really thin Pinot, like a California Pinot, uh -huh. or French. And in the winter and fall, I like a juicy Cab. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. Is that just because of? Is it a flavor thing? Is it a um, what you're eating with it, or is I it think, a? I think Cabs are much heavier, and it's uh -huh. just in the summer you want something lighter. Or lighter, yeah, because yeah. it's hot. And, yeah. You know, it's, I'm not a big white wine drinker, so mm -hmm. I just drink the Pinot. Yeah. And no, I didn't drink wine before Jamie. I was going to ask yeah, if he, you Yeah, he trained me with the Dragonfly Special. Yeah. It took him about a week for him to change my taste buds to dry reds. So. <laughs> well, that's not wasn't too bad. That wasn't too, too No, I was only speedy. So bad. I was yeah. only accelerated. <laughs> yeah. Accelerated <laughs> training. Um, so, I've... Deborah Blanton, because she does a lot of the um, wine tasting out there. I'd love to hear her talk about it. I, oh, she I can't can, figure it out sometimes. Yeah, but, she's extremely um, <laughs> well-versed. She's well-versed. Our own little sommelier. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That's exactly it. So, um, so sliding away a little bit from just Dragonfly, mm -hmm. and while we're talking about music, what is your favorite music? What kind? Of, what is your favorite kind of music? So when you get in the car radio after a, I mean, after you, when you get in the car at the end of the day and it's like, okay, got to decompress. My, mine's what do based you more on to? mood, but okay. um, I mean, I listen to a lot of the 80s rock yeah, and more, uh, I guess, hard rock. Jamie always, you know, he will, as soon as he gets in my car, he, he, he changes it to, you know, NPR or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You know, I like the music that makes you drive fast. Yeah, and it's, and it's very de-stressing. You know, it's uh -huh. just like. And then if I'm, you know, if I'm working out or if I'm cleaning the house, I've mm -hmm. always got my headphones on. And, mm -hmm. You know, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, luckily, Sarah was trained young to like a lot of different music. She loved Squeeze when she was three. That was like oh, her yeah. favorite band. Oh. And then she would say, "Play the men's, mommy. Play the men's." That was ACDC. Oh, okay. Yeah, the men's, the men's, the men's. <laughs> yeah, she she was learning young the ACDC. So yeah. she's um, she's a sweet, sweet girl. Uh, it, a lovely young lady. Um, yes, she's grown. So yeah, I get reminded of that. Yes, <laughs> they will do that, won't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> they do tell you. Um, it's hard to think about them. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I know they are twenty something and on up there. They're still your baby. Oh, in your is this my child? Yeah. Yes, especially when they're a lot like you. It's yeah. It's like, <laughs> Those oh, yeah. are the dangerous, the mm -hmm. dangerous times. <laughs> so she is a lot like her mom. 
So, oh yes. Okay. Well, that's got to be some good. Yes. So, what good qualities of yours does she have? Do you think? Um, I think she defends uh, people. Uh -huh. She probably gets involved a little too quickly in uh, defending mm -hmm. the underdog, and uh, she has no issue standing up for herself whatsoever. Um, she's very strong, mm -hmm. very strong-willed, and I wish I was that strong when I was her age. Because sometimes I think, oh, I've made her too independent, but I don't know if there's such a thing as that. I don't know either. I mean, I, you, you, know, best you can. it's better than, I mean, having that independence, and it's. It, I like seeing my kids excel and being able to take care of things on their own, and, you know, life's not always easy. Well, and, especially <laughs> now, I think it's even, it's so much harder, I think, mm -hmm. for well, kids and different stresses. And, it really we is. We didn't, you know, live in the microscope of yeah. social, social media, media where everybody knows everything you do. I <laughs> yes. yes. Thank so. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the meme that says, um, thank God, I grew up before cell phones and, and smartphones and and all that. And when I left the house, my mom had no way of tracking me down. No. <laughs> Unless she was calling me from house to house. I mean, we knew where our kids are all the time. I know. We, we could be gone, you know. <laughs> For hours on it, be home whenever it's dark, Absolutely. or whatever they say. <laughs> so, um, and you said you grew you grew up in Asheville. So, do mm -hmm. you have brothers and sisters? I have two brothers. Mm -hmm. um, one is in West Virginia, just outside of DC, mm -hmm. and then one is, lives in Taos, New Mexico. Oh wow! And they okay. are both uh, Air Force men and oh, are wow. now. So. Mm -hmm. They have red hair like you. No, um, we had different mothers. Okay. They're, they're the children of my dad's second marriage, and she was um, like half uh, American Indian, so they're oh, okay. very tall and dark. And yeah, got yes. that complexion. But you do have beautiful red hair. Oh, thanks. So, um, uh, always, my daddy had his hair is a little bit darker than yours whenever mm -hmm. he was younger. But um, I wanna I'm hoping one of my granddaughters has the red hair. It, it looks to, like yeah, she has. It has to be on so, both sides. Yeah. <laughs> both my great grandmothers had red curly hair. Mm -hmm. and both my parents were brunette. <clears throat> so it skips. <laughs> you never skips know how around. that stuff comes out. You no. don't. <laughs> so, no, you don't. Um, tattoos. We're yes. going to talk about one of my other favorite subjects. Because you mentioned when you came in that you've got, you're getting a new tattoo. So yes. how many tattoos do you have? Um, I have three. Okay. I have three. Yeah, because I know you have the dragonfly on your yeah. arm. Mm -hmm. What else have you got? I have a tree on my back mm -hmm. that's, it's like branches on one side and leaves on the other. And yeah. it represented my, when my parents were sick, my mom was under hospice care, my dad was under palliative care at wow. the same time, so it mm -hmm. was like a release, it represented a release, so I had birds you know, flying from, I did that mm -hmm. right after my mom passed away. So, it, you know, I think tattoos for most people are very meaningful. Yes. Um, you know, you may think it's one thing to look at it, but to them it may be very Something different, mm -hmm. it, it is. I always, people yeah. always have such good stories about why they choose what they put on, even if it's, you know, no matter what the subject matter is, there's right. usually something behind it. So, yes. I, I so I'm seeing Eric's calf tomorrow, mm -hmm. and I'm Do you know what you want, what you're getting? Do you have it all Yes, I've talked to him. Well, I sent him something and said, just take artistic freedom. Okay. You know? All right. So, all right. Do, will you share what you're 
what the subject is? Or um, it is what they are the word is. free. Okay, and uh, what that you know represents. And I think there'll be a bird coming from base. Oh, they'll have a lot of birds uh -huh. on mine. Um, there'll be a bird from each side coming okay. from it. But I told him to just go, where, where go you, with it. Where are you going to? Put I think it? I'm going to put it on my wrist. Okay, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, it's one thing I regret about the one on my back is uh -huh. I never see it. I know. That's the you thing know. about the ones on your back. <laughs> yes. And you, can, you just can't put a mirror up there. And no, do it. it just, just doesn't you do glance justice. It occasionally yeah. and you don't really see them. So. And then my dragonfly I got, Jamie and I got, we each got the dragonfly, which is our logo, uh -huh. at dragonfly on the day we got engaged in Savannah. Uh -huh. So it was just, I didn't know we were getting engaged that uh -huh. day, obviously. But we had gotten tattoos that day. Or nice that. surprise. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> it was quite a surprise. Mm -hmm. What's the significance of the word free? I, well, I mean, me personally, I yeah. think. Yeah. What does it mean to you? I think as you get older as a woman, and my mother used to tell me this all the time, she's like, the older you get, the less you're going to care about what people think and mm -hmm. that. So I feel the older I get, the more free I am with my thoughts and opinions whereas I think when we're younger you know we feel like we have to be everything for everyone you know, in the way they want it right yeah and as you get older you just evolve yeah you know you just become who you're supposed to be yeah. mm -hmm. so. somebody posted on Facebook a few weeks ago a friend of ours that's that she doesn't live around this area but um, Really, she was talking about women who sort of like were in their twenties in the set in nineteen seventies and in that that time, and she was talking about all the things you know the, the strides they made in terms of equal rights, and they were the ones that wore mini skirts and they did this and they did yeah, that. They did and a lot of the fighting. They did, they did, and um, she said her comment was basically that you can look back at just about any generation and. There's warriors in every every one of them, in every true. generation, and there's things that are different in every little grouping that make everybody so unique and special. And I thought it was kind of a cool little that is little that thing. Is, yes, so it's true though. It is. Yes. And uh, the trick is to sometimes I think that the younger generation, like Sarah's, and then my daughter Sydney, and mm -hmm. who's close to Sarah's age, I do think that they. It seems like they do a little better job of saying, well, this is what, of not having any problems about saying as much about this is, I'm accepting of this and I believe oh. this and I, you know. Yes, their boundaries are strong and they, yes, they don't have a problem saying, no, I don't want to do that. Or, yeah. Um, you know, whereas I think in, when you and I were younger, it was like, you, you had a hard time oh, telling someone no. Yeah. It's like you were stretched thin and, mm -hmm. and that was the norm. It was. You know, but I think they just were like, no, I'm going to set my boundaries and I'm going to participate with what I want to. Yeah. Not with what I want. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so Little Birdie also said, I have heard too, but and I wanted to talk about this anyway because just a while back, you and Jamie went on this obviously magnificent trip to, to Italy. Yes. So I always like to ask people about their travels. Um, so talk to me about Italy. Tell me what's what's happening there. What so, what it was like then, and then you've got some plans going forward. I do. 
we went last October. Uh, we went to Florence, so we flew mm -hmm. from Charlotte to Munich, and Munich to Florence. Um, it was, I guess you could say it was it was our big. We never really took a honeymoon honeymoon. So, uh -huh. and Jamie, you know, he never leaves the store for more than three days. Nice. <laughs> so for us to go for two weeks was like. It was incredible, and you know, Claire made that possible by mm -hmm. working so yeah. much, and you know, we really appreciate her. But Florence, it's it's hard to explain because you know we're only a few hundred years old in this country. And, I know, and it's everything there is older than the country, yeah. <laughs> older than our country. But the, the one of the big things was everything is real food. There's nothing okay. processed. Everything mm -hmm. is fresh. Everything. Mm -hmm. And there's just everybody's kind of chill, you know. They yeah. they open their stores late. They go home in the afternoon and have a little siesta. You know, they're just like Shh, just chill. I love that. And then of course all the art and mm -hmm. architecture that's in Florence in particular. I mean that's the birthplace of art. Really. It is. Um, so we went to multiple museums. What was your favorite museum or your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Particular the, piece, the Uffizi. Okay, um, and we went to the Salvador Dali Museum uh, yeah. in, I believe it was, I think that one was in Siena, mm -hmm. which is in Tuscany, about forty minutes from Florence. Mm -hmm. And so we loved it because you know he's just really unique. Yeah, he is. Uh, they had a lot of his sculptures there, which That's was awesome. just like a once in a lifetime kind of experience. And then. We went to some wineries in Montepulciano, and we went to this one in particular, and it was a very small winery. It was a husband and wife. They were much older, and they stored their wine in a pre-Roman cave. It was pre-Roman, so you just think about that. <laughs> so when you go down those steps and into it, you're on this cobblestone uh -huh. floor, and there's fossils in the wall. It, and you know, you just, it's amazing. It's a little mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Yes, <laughs> this is here. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, it is. I've heard other people say things like that too. That in other countries that are much older than the United States. I mean, yes. now we certainly have our uh, landscape and oh, yes. those kinds of things that are, but none of our buildings are are Thousands. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they may seem old, but not compared to to the others. So. And you've liked it so much, you're going back to Italy? I am. I'm going in October. Jamie surprised me uh -huh. with uh, plane tickets over there, or plane, awesome. a plane ticket over there. Mm -hmm. um, I have and he's friend. not going with you. You're no, going by he yourself. He says he time. can't get away from Dragon Ball. Okay. So. Um, I'm going over there, and I have a friend who's staying there at the time, so I'm oh, sure cool. I'll, <clears throat> an older friend, and mm -hmm. you know, she goes every year mm -hmm. for a month. She knows that city like the back of her hand. So I'll be hanging out with her, I'm sure, quite a bit. Yes. And going to the museums. And we're going to go on a tour to Siena and Tuscany and Montepulciano. So back into the Florence and into this that area Tuscany, that you guys yeah. were um, at before. And that's so. the wine, uh -huh. that's the wine yeah. country. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The food over there is just so it's just incredible. I can't even describe it. Nothing is in a hurry. You know, you sit down and mm -hmm. you know, they're they're in no hurry. 
they cook your, I mean, you know, they're not going well, to, they not don't cook like, anything until you, yeah, until you order it. That's so, right. you know, you might be at the table two, three hours, uh -huh. but that's the beauty of it is that you just, it's an event. It's, it's an not event. just, it's not food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's all the senses are, are entertained. There. What was your favorite meal or your favorite food there? Do you, can you, can you pinpoint anything? Well, I really like the limoncello shots that they serve at. Ah, yeah, Ooh, I would too. And they're famous for the Florentine steak. Okay. They raise um, Florentine cattle, mm -hmm. and so they're huge steaks. And they are in these glass domes. When you go in a restaurant, they're carouseling around, so you, you pick out a steak. Oh, you pick out a piece of cake you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're huge, so usually it's the steak is for the table. It's the oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the pasta is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Have you tried to fix? Do you cook much? Do you? I do cook. Mm -hmm. um, no, I have not attempted those. <laughs> no, I have not. No. So, do you do you enjoy cooking? Is it something that you think about and play with and, and do different things, or is it just sort of oh, like I, I cook because I've got to? No, you know, I, have I dinner. do enjoy cooking. I, I especially love the Charlotte. Fish Company that's at the oh, farmer's yeah. market, mm -hmm. oh, they too. have just incredible they do. seafood, and I get the eye tuna every yeah. time they have it. you got to get there early. And just barely <laughs> sear it, mm -hmm. just barely, like 30 seconds on each side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. But if you get on their email list, you get the list on Thursday, and you yeah. can say, please reserve. Yeah, that is true. They do have the, the email list. Yes. Just Because they do sell thing. out really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's a treat. It's that. not like a... You know, every week thing. No, it's a but, uh, but it is it is good. It's it's different. I mean, I you, when you do th things like that, and you might think, oh my god, this is what it costs, but the difference is just it's really amazing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, yes, it's real. There's nothing processed about it. And, no, um, it's an, I mean, it's just incredible. So, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> can't wait. I have a nine-hour layover in Munich, so. Ah, okay. Are you going to try to do any sightseeing around in Munich? I'm not sure. That that airport is so massive. It is yeah, like it is a, a city. Mm -hmm. And have you ever been there? I have not, but I have a niece who is, my sister was there not too long ago, and my niece lives just south of Munich. She's mm -hmm. um, working there. And as Leslie was talking, <laughs> they're talking about how, Big it is and how yeah, well it's they have <laughs> it's like they have uh, plants growing up the walls yeah um, there's bars restaurants mm -hmm. there's like an entire mall of duty free food I mean everything's just beautiful and flying into Munich when you look down it's, uh -huh. the landscape is just so tidy yeah. everything's perfect little squares <laughs> as you look I mean it's just so okay. clean in there mm -hmm. yeah so clean it, um, they say it's beautiful beautiful area too so maybe you'll get to do a little bit of sightseeing yep <laughs> for a hot minute yeah, for a, yeah a hot minute and then Italy you know, everybody's so nice yeah they're yeah. so nice mm -hmm. they're just happy mm -hmm. like just in because they're <laughs> eating good food and doing it at their own pace oh yes <laughs> the hustle and bustle is um, not part of their vocabulary no. and in Florence um, you don't really drive. Uh -huh. Everyone there walks or have mopeds. I gotcha. And the cab drivers, there's no road rules there. It's basically who can ever can get through an intersection first. Okay. There's no road, road <laughs> rules whatsoever. I mean, it was 
So what you see on the movies and on TV is real. It's absolutely <laughs> real, yes. Did you guys rent a car when you were there before? No, uh, a friend of ours was there uh, at the same time, and uh -huh. her nephew lives in Holland and had come over and rented a car, and we all drove uh, okay. to Tuscany and spent a couple so of So you didn't have to do the driving? No, you didn't have to do the driving. It was, it was okay once you got out of Florence, but uh -huh. in the city of Florence, you know, we walk probably twenty to 30,000 steps a day yeah. because you walk everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you just do, but it's flat and, mm -hmm. you know, easy to do. And it was, it was made for that kind of... Oh, yes. Walk, trans, that kind of transportation, that, that mode. Yeah, because when I got back, it's like, well, we were walking 20, 30,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you know, there's people that want to come in Dragonfly unless they parked out front. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just drive around for, uh, yeah. yeah. Drive around for how long looking for the right parking space? Yes, they haven't been to Charlotte, obviously. Yeah. No. A <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many blocks away from a music yeah. event. <laughs> or the store. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you're going. Um, <laughs> so, a little bit, tell me, Amy. Yes. Um, what do you have, what, do you have any pet projects, any um, passions when you think about this is really important to me in, in my life and I, I want to, I want to tell other people about it. What, what is it? Do you, do you have anything that... Well, I'm a Reiki too. Okay. Um, so mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of the last year training for that. And I'm mm -hmm. working on my Reiki master right now. So I would say that's probably one of my big okay. passions. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just, in case, make sure everybody understands exactly what does that mean to be a Reiki master? Um, inter um, Reiki is energy work. Mm -hmm. And so basically you, you are the conduit. Uh-huh. Like, I think of myself as a PVC pipe. Okay. And so you are channeling energy through you okay. to that person. You have your hands just above their body, mm -hmm. um, and they're on a massage table, much, mm -hmm. you know, like a massage therapist. Yeah. And you start at the head, and you go down. And some people feel something when you're doing it, and some people don't feel something then. Mm -hmm. But... Most people have a deep sense of relaxation. Mm -hmm. It decreases anxiety, depression. It's been used in some hospice facilities okay. um, for pain, and you know, it's all what that person really needs. You're just kind of moving energy and, and releasing that so clogged what, energy. Yeah, and you can get like a congestion, mm -hmm. let's say in your arm, for instance, and it just needs to flow through again. Okay. So when you approach someone and you start this, do you just sort of, do you have something in mind and like, okay, I'm going to start here. These are the steps that you go through. Or do you just sort of enter the situation and see where? I generally ask them if something in particular is bothering them. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do uh, start at the head. But when I feel a warm or a hot spot okay. where you'll feel energy, mm -hmm. you might feel inflammation and you'll feel that heat okay then you're going to stay in that area longer like a knee mm -hmm. or a hip or you know just whatever is bothering them if they were emotional mm -hmm. you know if they're having emotional things go on it's yeah. more about the chakras and mm -hmm. paying attention to those so how long have you been studying this um probably about a year um, probably about a year uh, 
March is when I received my Reiki two, okay. and I've been training with a Reiki master as my mentor here okay. in Shelby since since then. Okay. So, is this something that you, when you um, attain the master Reiki master, will you? Is this something that you'll be doing? You'll have your own studio, your own place. Your I, own... I practice as a Reiki two now, but very minimal because mm -hmm. of you know I have a real job. Yeah. <laughs> You had a day job. <laughs> a day job. Um, but it's definitely something I want to continue uh, learning about. It's something I definitely want to continue learning because it just kind of opens a door to so many other healing practices. Yeah. You know, just being in tune with yourself. And when I was in Italy, I did some grounding mm -hmm. familiar. So I, when it was raining one morning, I went out barefoot yeah, on yeah. the cobblestone streets because I was Some like, people heard people say earthing. earthing. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. So mm -hmm. that was really neat that I did that. So I enjoyed it. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Have you always felt a connection to? Because I would imagine, um, I, with most anything that anybody has, any passions that they have, there's some kind of innate something within them that says hey that i'm drawn to this or i'm in tune to that have you always felt drawn to working um, with these energies and, and learning felt, how to use them to help people yes i've always felt intuitive um and i have empathy and mm -hmm. i tend to touch people mm -hmm. when i'm talking to them and I, I worked with a lot of hospice in Buncombe County, okay. and that you know that's also just yeah, kind of all tied in together with you know just trying to make someone feel better and take that away, take that pain away or the stress away or anxiety. Just listening, and I went through massage school with Jessica Jones. Actually, oh, okay. we were mm -hmm. partners in massage school, but oh. my back was uh, you know pretty much wrecked, so. It made it almost impossible to do that. To do that, yes. Okay. It just was not. Gosh, yeah, in the cards. That because um, that can be a very physical. Yes. Um, and your position, it, you know, you're, you're bending over. over. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't work really well. Well, maybe that worked out best that it gave you the opportunity to move into a different kind of um, practice. Yes, we covered Reiki for maybe a week in massage school. Uh huh. And so that just kind of opened that door of interest, and then I just kept pursuing mm -hmm. it later. So very nice. Yes, was, um, I don't know a whole lot about Reiki. I mean, I know that it had to do with energies and how you approach it with a person, which is can be very different than. But it, it's not like a massage, even though it might be kind of under the same big umbrella. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't. I don't talk at all when I'm. Yeah. And I just kind of let my hands follow. To where I feel like you're needing it, mm -hmm. and it takes about an hour because I do front and back. Mm -hmm. And most people say that it's like a deep relaxation. Yeah, you know, the okay. next day they'll you know tell me I felt this or I felt that. Mm -hmm. But I don't usually ask them right after because you're just so zen you don't want to break any you of don't, the... You want them to enjoy that. Yeah. So, well, and sort of maintain that space that they that you accomplish get yes. into and mm -hmm. um where they are and um carry that with them as they leave <laughs> yes because you you want them to feel the best that they possibly can from it um 
how much longer will it take you to get to become master? I think probably a year, but that's up to my master. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's very much a fluid. Um, yes. I meet her kind of for training. three hours a week. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, a, a slower mm -hmm. process. Yeah. Okay. Good luck on that. I'm, Thank I'm, you. Um, we want to hear more about that. Yes, it's good. It is, <laughs> it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and tell 12 year old Amy anything, what would you tell her? Oh, I, what do you want her to know? I think I would tell her that um, she doesn't have to do for everyone. Okay. Because I always had that personality, I believe. Mm -hmm. I grew up on a dairy, and yeah. I was the son my father always wanted, I believe, because my brothers didn't have much interest in cattle, uh, and I did. Okay. So I think I grew up more influenced by males. Uh huh. Uh, than females, so I look at things differently than yeah. than most. Um, but yes, I, that's probably my most treasured memories are uh, with my dad. With your dad, that's mm -hmm. what you, that's your go-to whenever you're thinking about him. Mm -hmm. He had a 10-minute swing, but a huge property, and there was this pasture, I don't know, it was like 20 or 30 acres, so he had uh -huh. put this porch swing, he had set it up like at the very top of this knoll, okay. and whenever you had an issue, he would say, you need to go sit in the 10-minute swing. And of course, all your perspective would change. Uh, yeah, It would change because yeah. you're looking at beauty, for one thing, mm -hmm. you're by yourself, mm -hmm. there's no noise, and it allows you to focus. Yeah, like the true sense of time out. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> but it really should so be. without the little spot in the corner. <laughs> yes, what a, I think that's fabulous. I wish yeah. I'd. Um, thought of something like that when my kids were growing up too. Yes. But this, like, um, oh, he did that to me as an adult. <laughs> did he? he said, well, I, sometimes adults need to go to timeout too. Yes, you need to go sit in the swing. <laughs> but but it's, it sounds like it was very inspiring to go sit there. You're, I mean, alone for one thing, and yes. to be able to look out. Just yeah, that's what it was like. It was just like a valve release. Yeah. And then you realize that whatever you were upset or stressed about is really not that big of a deal. Right, right. Not or, in or you figure out what you need life. to do about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many cattle, head of cattle did your dad have? We had 100 when we had the dairy. Mm -hmm. um, then we switched to beef cattle when I was about 18. And then in 2000, which was the year Sarah was born, we switched mm -hmm. to all pedigreed um, cattle. Okay. Certified Angus. Mm -hmm. So that was all about the bloodlines at that point. You're yeah. creating, you're just creating bulls that throw beautiful babies. Yeah. So, therefore, um, that procreation, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Get all the good genes. All the good genes. It's all about. It's all about genetics. It is. It is right. That's concerned. So, which did you prefer, the dairy cattle or the beef cattle? Mm -hmm. Well. For the lines that it creates to have a really exquisite cow or bull, uh, I would say the beef cow. The beef. For mm -hmm. the docility, definitely the dairy, the Holsteins. Yeah. Because I mean, we had a bull named Wishbone, um, and my brothers and I rode him bareback. I mean, he was a Holstein, so he was so he was just a gentle yeah. lamb. Mm -hmm. He was gigantic, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they are they are docile. My grandfather was a. A dairy farmer he had Holstein and, and it's a lot of work very, it's it, it's tremendous is, and I 
Yes. It never like, it never stops. Yeah. It never it's twice a day, twenty four seven. Yes. So thank you farmers. Because yes. without you we would have no food. Uh, that is exactly right. I do appreciate that um, <laughs> commitment that people make and I'm, I'm really glad that they do. Yes. Um so I'm gonna have one more question for you, but before okay. I have that, uh, I want to just plug the driving stock again. Yes. So on September the twenty third. September the twenty third. Um, yes, it, music starts at noon. There will be vendors. I think there will be food trucks. So it's going to be, it's all about raising money for the Cleveland County Music Hall of Fame. All yeah. the proceeds go to that. Um, the bands that are participating are very passionate about Cleveland County music. Mm -hmm. And I think we all should be supporting our local musicians. Yeah. And the venues. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you guys have, I mean, three years ago, and I hate to say the word, I mean, it was it was hard whenever um, we went through the pandemic and going through that, and um, yes, it, we, it was a big commitment for business owners to It was, yes. Um, I mean, we were, do everything to the keep wines, it going. The wine <laughs> store was open because that was, alcohol was essential, yeah, yes. thankfully. <laughs> But the other side, of and course, it was, was closed. No, no bar, no music. No. Um, but we, Jamie would set up, you know, like a, I don't know, yeah. was it? He did like a Zoom. Like a Zoom. Zoom and things. they would come in and play. Nobody would yeah. be there. And mm -hmm. so people could watch it at home. Yeah. You know. Did, so. But I think everybody appreciates the fact that they can be out again and hear oh, music. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have some really very supportive venues in Cleveland County. Mm -hmm. We do. We, we, we have really such do. talent here. I mean, I the musical talent. It really is incredible, and the history too, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for such a little town. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh gosh, let's see. Well, I love to have coffee on the screened-in porch in the mornings by myself. Okay. I get up before everyone else does, so that's pretty zen. And my hummingbird, uh, I call her Gladys. Huh. She will come and hover in front of me, literally on the screen porch, like hello. Please come. Good morning. Like my my bird feeders a little too low, or it's not quite right, or I mean <laughs> they're just sugar. Yeah, they're very. <laughs> she's very demanding. <laughs> so yes, I enjoy. I really enjoy that in the mornings. Like the whole thing about you have your time. It's your time because you said by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everybody needs time with themselves mm -hmm. to really enjoy their space. Yeah. Thank you for um, sharing a little bit of yourself. I learned all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, um, I appreciate I you having it. me, certainly, and I look forward to, I always yeah. look forward to seeing you mm -hmm. during the park. Yes, always. Your whole group so. of girls. <laughs> Thank you. I, we love, have a good time. I love your girls, yes. We, um, I was from You live thing. without so, barriers. There you go. <laughs> that is what we want to do. Embrace life. And have a good time with it, so. Yes, I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're like a spirit animal. Everybody wants to grow up to be you, because. <laughs> You know, you're just so confident in the way you okay. dance, and I mean, I think it's incredible. Thank you, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I really do. So, you're welcome. You have a great, great day, and thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yes. Thanks for listening to Beyond Bandwise. Look for our next episode. Until then, this is Poster Girl wishing you a beautiful, badass life.